This week we had our first real winter snowfall and we had the rare occurrence in Alberta of a nice snowman wet snow snowfall. And so this is a picture of Jack Stewart School and the schoolyard littered with these snowballs. Now, if you don't know this about me already, I tend to overanalyze everything. And so as I sat there looking, this is the field where I take my dog to run in the morning, looking at just big snowballs everywhere. There was not a single snowman. Not a single child built a snowman. All they did was they took snow and they rolled it into the biggest snowball they could until they couldn't move it anymore. And then it's there. And now, after the cold hit, they are ice balls. And those ice balls will stay there now until springtime. And they will litter that field until spring thaw. So when I'm sitting there looking at all these giant snowballs that will now be part of the field for the next five months, six months, what does that mean? My conclusion was sometimes the hills and the valleys of our life of our, are of our own making. Sometimes the hills and the valleys of our own life are of our own making. Something I'll say to people sometimes that really annoys them when they're talking and asking me questions about God, I say, God is simple. We complicate him by our sin. God is utter simplicity. He is not complicated. He is not hard to understand. We complicate him by our sin. By the hills and the valleys that we create in our own life, we complicate him. Now, when it comes to the season of Advent, in the history of the church, it's always a reflection on the three comings of Christ. So the first coming of Christ that we celebrate at Christmas, we actually don't focus our attention on that coming of Christ until December the 17th. That's when our focus shifts to that first coming of Christ. Second coming of Christ is the coming of Christ within our own life, welcoming Jesus into the way that we go about our life and welcoming him into the, to our heart. The third coming of Christ, which is actually the second coming of Christ, is when Jesus promises to come again which is what the first half of Advent's focus is on, is preparing for that coming of Christ again on the day and the hour that we do not know. So if that's what we're all about during Advent, then how are we preparing in that way? How are we letting the valleys be filled and the hills that we make in our own life be lowered? Because what I've been told and what I've started to learn in my own Christian life, is that more often than not, growth in our relationship with Jesus, growth in our faith, comes from a stripping away rather than a building up. More often than not, we will grow in love of God, not because we have added more things to our life, but rather because we've been willing to take them away. And we hear that in Peter's second letter that we heard today, he talks about all these things dissolving in the world around us, and then what's left when all those things are dissolved. Or we have in the Gospel, St. John, the beginning of the Gospel of Mark. This is the very first things that are happening in the Gospel of Mark, and what is the first message that comes? Repentance. 
It's the stripping away of things, the letting go of things to make ready the way for the Lord. You can even think of every time we come to Mass to come and share in this Eucharist, in this presence of Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, what is the first thing that we do at every Mass? I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned. Our first step in being able to welcome God into our life to make more space is to strip away, to let go, to repent. So, sometimes the valleys and the hills in our life are of our own making, meaning that sometimes we take something that is good, but because of our pride, we turn it into something harmful. It's kind of the idea of making a mountain out of a molehill. So here's three ways that I think all of us are tempted to do that from time to time. First one is in memory. Memory is a good thing. Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. Memory is what is the focal point of every time we celebrate Mass. But if you were once rejected by someone or some group, and you allow that memory to solidify within you, and then you try to make sure that you are never rejected like that again by pleasing every person in your life. You've now made a mountain out of that memory. Or that you've been hurt by a person, by their words or by their actions. And so you build up a wall around yourself, in your mind, in your heart, to make sure that nobody in my life will ever hurt me the same way that that person has hurt me. We make and dig ourselves a hole. Or, I have fear of a particular situation or a particular circumstance, and so I will avoid every situation that looks like that so that I am never afraid in that way again. In all these ways, we solidify a memory and we allow our life to be shaped by one event, and thereby making a mountain or a valley. Another way is in intellect. Our intellect is a good thing. God gives us our rational intellect to go about our life. He tells us, Jesus tells us to be wise as serpents. But if I am the person that needs a solution to every problem that I face in my life, if I'm the person that has to fix every problem, mine and everyone in my life's problem, or if I am that perpetual peacemaker that whenever there's conflict around me, I have to make sure that that conflict goes away. Now I've made a mountain. Or if I don't like my thoughts and I do everything that I can to avoid self-reflection and being alone with my thoughts, and instead, I seek sources of pleasure so that I can soothe and console myself and avoid ever having to sit with the thoughts that I have accumulated. I might be digging myself a hole. And the third one is our will. Free will is part of the gift that God gives us as human beings. That we are called as Christians to use that will to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. But... If that will means that everything in my life has to be just so, that everything has to be in its right place all the time, 
that I end up starting to make everything in my life according to my own image, that I get anxious when things aren't the way that I think that they should be, or if I'm that person that just always has to be right. And if I'm going to be in a situation where I might not be right, I just don't put myself in that situation where I could be wrong. I might be making a mountain or a valley. And there's lots of other ways that we do it. There's lots of ways where we make a mountain, we make a massive snowball that becomes immovable. And the only way to make a change is not to try to move it because we can't. It's to let it be destroyed, to start again. This is the whole point and the whole goal of repentance in our Christian life. Is it, am I willing to let this massive ice ball that I have created by my own choices be destroyed by God's grace and start anew? And what we're taught in our Christian life is that only if I'm willing to let God do that, will I be able to actually make space in my mind, in my heart, in my life for God? If not, these snowballs litter the field and they get in the way of letting God draw near to us. We put up the wall. We avoid God. We come up with reasons and excuses why it should be different. We try to move the snowballs out of the way, and like the kids who gave up with the snowballs in the middle of the field, they're stuck there. They're stuck there till spring thaw, which we remember that Christmas falls three days after the darkest day of the year. Light coming into that darkness of our sin. So, in preparation for Christmas, part of the reason we have a penitential service, part of the reason our focus at the beginning of Advent is what am I willing to let God strip away? What am I willing to let God dissolve in my life? What are the hills and the valleys of my own making that are getting in the way of welcoming Christ more profoundly into my life? 